Thanks for coming, Alan. I couldn't very well refuse, could I? I need a favour. I'm listening. A quiet investigation. Well, that's what the force is good at, Cameron. No, but when I say quiet, I mean... How quiet? I don't want anything coming out. Really not. Okay? Kirsty, if you're watching this, just come home. Please. Just ring. Mrs. Kennedy, would you have anything you'd like to add for your daughter, wherever she may be? I'd like her to know we're praying for her. That's all. Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for your help. I hope you'll appreciate... Somebody could not keep their mouth shut, could they? This morning's record. Who's got Gusty? Neat headline. It shouldn't be a headline at all. Sir, the brief was next to impossible from the off. We were supplied with a photo. Somehow, it got handed over to the press. Hmm. How do you think the Lord Provost feels about that? Managed to learn. Demanding a favour can get resented. Thank you, Inspector Rebus. Can't go in asking questions on the street without rumours starting, sir. No, you surely can't. Rebus. Sir. Just bear in mind, this is no ordinary 17-year-old missing girl. No danger. Ten grand. Ten? Then we'll let your daughter go. Well, that's a lot of money. Not to you, Mr Lord Provost. Well, look, it's it's very short notice. Aye, that's an attitude could get her hurt. No, 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 please, please, don't do anything to All her. All you have to do is get the money. Can I speak to her? Wait. Dad? Kirsty, have, have they done anything? Dad, to... I want you to get me out Kirsty! That's enough. All right? Oh, hey, one last thing, mister. Your big pal's in the polis. You keep them away if you want Kirsty back, or you'll be getting her at the co-op funeral parlour. Let It Bleed by Ian Rankin. Dramatised by Roger Danes. It's all right, it's okay, we'll get them. They're ours. No problem. No problem. Why not just ease off, eh? What's the matter, John? Lost your bottle? That's all right, die, sir. Target turns right, right, approach to the road bridge. DI Rebus, DCI Lauder, they're still in pursuit. Access road left is now locked. Do you reckon I'll try for Queensferry? Does it matter? You could have put your belt on. I could have. Boy, you're racer, you. Target vehicle has passed the slip road. Straight on for the bridge now. Be advised, Fifers are on the other side, waiting. Got to catch them at the toll booths. Got to. Come on, slow up. They've got anyway. Not by Fife, they won't be. Not if we have anything to do with it. Good end for them. Come on. There's a Lord Provost in Fife. I don't think so, John. This is personal. They're slowing, they're slowing. Brake lights for a toll. Got them now. The girls know where them in the car. Wait, 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 lights. They're reversing. Brakes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did it cool, Daddy? Open. I got a folk over fire. Just making conversation. It's known as the bedside manner. Any pain there? No. You don't have any second opinion about my chief inspector, do you? No, not even the first one. Examination may take a bit of time. X-rays, general clean-up for starters. Sutures. Suits me fine, Doctor. Say 99. 99. 
Which is about how often I've heard that suture's gagged this week. How about there? Nope. I told him to put his belt on, you know. Car chases at your age, I blame television. There? No more than usual. Oh, yeah. Well, that hurts. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can probably put your clothes back on. Right, what have I got? Where you're going, John? A year. Maybe two. It's serious. Based on the symptoms of your smoking, 60, is it, a day? Aye, I've cut down your right there. Plus, you drink like a fish. Mother's little helper. Mother's little chaser, more like. You don't exercise. Diet's all to hell. Yeah, and the stress from the night shifts, you wouldn't believe. Come on. They can tell all that just by prodding around my back. Trust me, John, I'm a doctor. You just can't hide that sort of thing in here, not indefinitely. Well. You gonna do something about it? Nah. See you in the pub later, then. About six. I'll do for me. No smoking in hospitals, sir. Clark, what are you doing here? I heard about it all. I've come to take you home. Well, as you get back to the station. They don't want you until morning. I called in. Oh, you listened to the radio off shift. Just keeping in touch. <laughs> Curious about the setup. Wanted to find out what happened when you had the ransom money dropped off. When I heard about the crash, got dressed, came over. You'll be sick. Bit of a disaster, then. Just a bit. How's DCI Lauderdale? Oh, they're X-raying him. I don't know. His bum was out the window and more was than one. Aye, that's the painkiller stuff. So, how are you? Doctor gives me a couple of years at most. Not seriously. Straight up. Unless I stop to drink and smoke. Well, you see, you know, buy my round at the Oxford every night. <laughs> you know Kirsty Kennedy? Huh? She wasn't in the car with those two, was she? No, praise be. There was always that possibility. Sure. Will you be attending the post-mortem? I'll have to. Oh, I can't say I fancy it. I don't even know who they were yet. Not that I know of. I mean, was it an accident? Were they looking to escape? It's the fourth bridge. Suicide. Really? Suicide? That's good, as. Put your belt on. Jeez, I... I can still see them. I just... I just went back into space and disappeared. Just two daft laddies. Just two dead daft laddies. Frank Lauderdale, maybe you join them. Some night, huh? Fall from any height you want. Just that last damned half inch that's fatal. Probable identities are William David Coyle and James Dixon Taylor. Soft them out who can. Flat packs. Hmm? Flat packs, we call them. Morning, Remus. See what happens when two lumps of humanity go 180 feet head first? <clears throat> Smack onto the armor plated deck of a passing naval frigate. Into the deck, I should say. You're looking a bit flat yourself, Rebus. And weren't you meant to be at the station first thing? There's a death will be a bit of formality then, Professor. It's reasonably clear. You were well out of it last night, weren't you, Floor? You obviously get well out of it afterwards. Clean fight, gentlemen, and when I say break, break. Now, in fact, certifying cause of death isn't going to be quite so simple. I blame it on sudden impact with HMS desk handed question of finding the precise wording. Blunt force trauma. 
boating accident. <laughs> Both legs broken, two broken ribs, broken wrist, concussion, half a page of diagnosis. That's the good news over, sir. <clears throat> Alistair Flower's looking for temporary promotion to fill Lord Adele's shoes, you know that. Little weed doesn't hang about, does he? Funeral meat's not yet cold. Not that there's a, I mean, there's no funeral or it's going to be all right. There's a collection going round by something for the chief inspector. I know. Floor put in a tenner. Oh, that was quick. He's got a tactic, a tomcat. Well, uh, hey, look, John, the uh, last thing I need is Floor and you with both my DIs vying for only temporary promotion. Aye, so you're going to give it to Floor? <clears throat> what can you tell me about last night? That'll be in my report, sir. Ah, of course, I'd, well, I'd prefer the truth, though. What the hell was Frank Lauderdale playing at? We were just maintaining a pursuit, sir. Yeah, we've got expendables for that sort of foolishness, not senior officers. Enjoying it, was he? What do you mean? Okay. Nothing you'd like to add to that? Uh, not much, sir, except that once they were cornered, those two lads had no intention of getting away. That was a suicide pact. And why would that be? I've no idea, sir. What about Kirsty Kennedy? I've no idea, sir. This, John, is from start to finish. An utter balls up. Okay, so it was your car, Mr. Duggan, and you lent it to your pals Willie Coyle and Dixie Taylor. Often? No. Well, Willie'd never asked before. Detective Inspector Reba sent us 14.43 hours. What did Willie say he wanted with your car? Didn't say. But you loaned him the car anyway. Lacey, Willie's the careful sort. But Dixie Taylor... Be careful. Oh, you know, Dixie's different. He needed looking after. I better heed the ball. No, no, it, it's not like that. It was just, well, Willie understood him. How did they get by for money, Willie and Dixie? On the brew, eh? Oh, you can get by on the social if you're careful. And they were careful? Mr Duggan nods his head. So why would your friends pull a stunt like this? Wish I knew. You're not the only one, Mr Duggan. D.I. Rebus leaves the room 14.44 hours. Hey, Flower. Flower. Huh? Huh? You got something to tell me? In that interview room, as a lad's lost two pals. One of them called Dixie. Huh? It must have been my subconscious. You've got to be conscious to one of those, so it disqualifies you. Yeah, you watch out for yourself, Rebus. Things will be different when I'm Chief Inspector. Maybe they will. Because by then they'll have cured cancer and put a man in Mars. step will probably be to appeal directly to the district council. Is this the subject? Yes. You the councillor then? Tom Gillespie, how can I help you? So who the hell are you? I... Uh, My ward secretary. Good evening, Mr. Ray. Can I help you? Aye, you can. That's right. Make it. Oh. You, secretary. Oot. Oh. You, councillor. You stay. What's up?
I've got three disposable syringes, stub of candle and a dessert spoon with a black bottom, all found underneath Dixie Taylor's bed. No sign of any skag, though. Skag? You've been reading that train spotting, Clark? There's no sign Kirsty Kennedy's ever been to their place. A few newspapers with items about the disappearance, though. I probably gave them the idea. Pretty unlikely she'd run about with dossers like Willie and Dixie. She's a Mary Erskine's girl. Those two are strictly comprehensive. Mm. So who was the girl on the Lord Provost's phone? <laughs> How are you telling? Three, four words. Nemdy. Not for my money. Kirsty's away to London. Like every other runner for Scotland. God help her. So, anything else? I can see her bursting. One of the neighbours identified Willie and Dixie's landlord for us. Those Stenhouse places are council-owned. So they are, sir. But the lads were subletting illegally. Uh, well, don't hold back. Whose name's in the rent book? The same man who lent the car they crashed into you in the DCI. Paul Duggan. Thought you'd be interested. <laughs> Dead right arm. And this. Hidden behind some books in Willie Coyle's room. Don't tell me Willie was a closet entrepreneur. A bit professional for them, isn't it? What a pair of Stenhouse nerds went with somebody's business plan. Sir? Yeah? Shooting at a school, sir. A district councillor. Fatal. I don't know all the details yet. It's in Warrender Park, sir. On our way. Shouldn't you leave that with the rest of the evidence, sir? If Willie Coyle thought the business plan worth keeping, it must have had a reason. I'll look it over in the way. Shooting district councillor, missing Lord Provost's daughter. Your day for the civic dignitaries, isn't it? My turn for the messy ones, by the look of things. Brought Miss Clark to the peep show, Erebus. Messy is right, Professor. Lost the heat completely. <laughs> well, you know... Stick a shotgun in your gob and heave all with both barrels, you can't expect to win Mr Glamorous suicide. Suicide, then? You wouldn't even make the last 16. Uh, plenty of headshots, please. Pun unavoidable. All right, you're up, Professor. You want to go talk to the cleaning ladies, Clark? Not particularly. Oh, we can do it then. Well, he's dead. And I'd say he used that. Both battles, and now he's gone to the other place. It's just a shot away. You got enough pictures for us to search him? Uh, one or two more, sir, please. The one with the happy couple? Where's the councillor for? Oh, he's not the councillor. That's your witness, Councillor Gillespie. He's in the toilets, smoking up still. That represents my ward. You don't know him, do you? No. Nope. Democracy's a fine thing. Good enough now, sir. Is that your way? You're very kind, son. This room's in need of some redecoration. There's no. Here we are. Official-looking uh, Mr H. McAnally. Total cross address, not five minutes away. You'd not want to come far this weather, mind. It's from the prison service. Mr. H. McAnally is just out of Sorkton jail. Maybe he was depressed. Which may explain a suicide, but no one like this. This is just melodrama. You're right, Rebus. It is somewhat uh, in your face. <sighs> Gave up three years ago. <clears throat> How long have you been a district councillor, Mr. Gillespie? Six years. Coming up for seven. I live in your ward. Have we met before? No, I've not needed you. I always hold my surgery in this school. Third Wednesday of every month, term time. And no secret, then? What good would a counsellor be if he kept his surgery secret? Did you know the man at all? Never seen him in my life. Sure of that? Positive. Yeah, he was looking for you in particular. He asked if I was the counsellor. I'll never forget that. 
Never. Huh. Any idea why he did it? That's your department, Inspector, not mine. Nobody knows nothing. Well, nobody's talking. Counts like Don Gillespie certainly hasn't. How long between the secretaries running out the room and the bang? She said seconds. Hardly time to make conversation. Hardly time to say goodbye. Here we go. McAnally's place. Yeah. Should be just over there. Hmm. Anybody in, do you think? The prison discharge letter mentions a wife. Okay. Out you get. Oh, sir, not the rallies. I hate doing the rallies. Tough at the bottom, isn't it? The thing is, Mrs. McAnally. The thing is, what? Well, I, I am sorry to have to tell you this. Well, I'll never have the sound then. Aye, okay. You know, don't you? No, what? Mrs. McAnally, we think your husband may be dead. <gasps> Are you mad? He's only been out a week. One miserable week. Uh, this is nothing but harassment. Uh, you're obviously upset, Mrs. McAnally, but we have to arrange for an you identification. Get out of my home. A, a man committed suicide tonight. In his pocket was a, a letter addressed to your husband. Uh, well, what does that mean? We shug might have dropped it. Someone could have picked it up. It means nothing. Uh, what time are you expecting him home? The pubs are still open. It, it's natural you should be upset, Mrs. McAnally. Do you have a neighbour, a friend, who could be with you? Well, there's Maisie next door, Maisie Finch. I'll ask her. Maybe she could go with you to the mortuary. Well, right? I can't leave here. We'll let him in when he comes right. back with his lost Miss, key. I'll like, order up a car free. Take you to an identification, right? Clear things up. Put your mind at rest. Was it a car that ran him down? We think he took his own life, Mrs. McAnally. Oh, where? Where was this? Warrender Park. Well, then, he went down Lothian Road. Teresa! Oh, Teresa. I brought in the Bacardi. Calm your nerves. Well, order up that car for you, then. Before we do anything else, we'll hear a wee Bacardi and Coke together, OK? I'll help. You'll see, Teresa. You can go if you like. If you're sure there's nothing else we can do. Sure. We'll radio up the car for you. Have you got any Valium about the place, eh? I think I've got some in my bathroom hey. cabinet. He can't be crazy. Let's not talk about him, eh? Strange advice to a new widow. Good morning, Rebus. Hello, John. Thought you were in Fife? Yes. Sex offences unit, isn't it? That's right. Oh, obviously suits you. You're looking good. Thanks. Oh, oh. Looking good. Yeah, which is more than can be said for Inspector Fleurler. Morning, Rebus. Oh, no, dummies down your tailor, have they? At least I can breakfast without slopping down my tie. At this meeting, excuse me, this meeting is called to put your minds at rest. Floor's mind's always at rest, sir. <laughs> <laughs> See, John, you always have to make a joke of things. I'm laughing, sir. 
I'll aim. Uh, sir. Yes, sir. I've seen him sit that engine before. Take it easy. Uh, you'll be relieved to hear I've sorted the temporary replacement for Chief Inspector Lauderdale. Yes, sir. I get it. And you know Jill Templar already, don't you? Congratulations. Thank you. Boss. Your health and yours. Ah, too cold outside with drinking lager. So, anything on these two imbeciles who shot the fourth bridge? Nah, hoaxers. No sign of a new Kirsty Kennedy. None of her prints on the car either. All right. McAnally, your second council-related suicide of the moment. We shug. Strictly a small timer. Used to specialise in hopeless housebreakings. Moved on to reset, counterfeiting, this and that. Must have done no key somehow, though. His flat's so brand new these days. How long had he been inside? A bit under four years. He's out early then, I'm thinking. I mean, if all we had on him was reset. No, John. He was sent down this time for rape. What? Of a minor. The lassie next door was 15, going on 35, but 15 right enough. The procurator fiscal went ahead and we shug McAnally was off the street and fined by everybody. Not that we had much of a case. He claimed it was consensual. Well, don't they always... There was a bundle of circumstantial, but no physical injury and no corroborative. As you'd expect. Right, well, look, say, say it was consensual. What, just for the sake of argument? Then, aye, right. Mike and Ali's just come out of a four-year stretch for something they didn't do. Oh, you're looking for a motive behind his suicide? Suicide's interest me right now. See, I watched these two lads go off the fourth bridge. They're looking to protect each other from that kind of prison. Well, we're always looking for motives, eh, John? That's good. I already sounded like a chief inspector. Sorry, ma'am. He said it was a girl next door, the rape victim. Aye. Mary, something or other. Finch. Maisie Finch. That's it, Maisie. And she's still there, next door. God, but that's weird. <laughs> Maybe I explained something. But what? I don't know. I'm just chasing ghosts. The man was dying. What? Have you ever heard of voluntary euthanasia, Inspector? This is Shug McAnally we're talking about, Professor. Great big tumours in his pancreas and large colon for starters. He had to be in an agony. Self-administered painkiller we are son of. I can only give you effect, John, not cause. I'm a simple pathologist when all said and done. Why go to all that bother, Counselor? I mean, even if you're determined to blow your head off, why walk from toll cross to Warren in the middle of a blizzard with this big, heavy gun clutched under your jacket? What's your point, Inspector? Why walk into a school locked tight on every night of the month except this one and make sure that Councillor Tom Gillespie is present? No one else invited, only you. I don't see what any of it has to do with me. Well, I don't find well it has something to do with you. Why are you doing this? You mean you won't give me an explanation? I mean, I don't have an explanation. I... Give me a... A cigarette, please. I can't help you. Can't or won't. Are all policemen like you, Inspector? No. Some of them you wouldn't want to meet at all. Am I in for an exclusive? His idea was getting sunblasted in this wind. Mine. You've not answered my question. Caesar inducing marries what it is. I'm asking for some background. All right. But it's not oh. very exciting. The only glamorous angle to a district council is the fact of a big budget. So the four major cities are worth a candle. What, from a journalist's perspective? Hey, it's the only one I've got, John. Uh, 
All this means being a district councillor is less than attractive as a proposition. Long, boring working hours and the money doesn't really compensate. It's okay. I'm not for standing. Councillors tend to fall into one of several groups. Not political, retired, unemployed, self-employed or with an affluent spouse. Tom Gillespie. His wife runs her own business. He's a diligent, hard-working councillor with no bad press, not even any rumours. He's not a tippler, not a gambler, and he doesn't cheat on his wife with the secretary. <laughs> no, I've met her. It's just one of those things people sometimes do. In fact, there was a whisper the boot was on the other foot. What? His wife's playing away. Rumour, eh? Tom Gillespie's chair of one of the industrial planning committees. Doing what? Mostly checking on the council's own estates department. Ensuring it works hard and isn't trying to fix anything. You don't mean as in repair? Suppose I handed you the contract to clean every council window in the city. Not have to buy a new chamois. You could afford it. Ah, so uh, Gillespie's overseeing a lot of money? Millions. And he's ambitious. Though that's nothing new. With the district council about to disappear, he's looking to move on into the new unitary authority. What about him? Do you know something I don't? Not a bit, Eddie. You're early in. Want a coffee? I had already. Have you been carrying that around all this time? I know. You keep coming back to a crossword you get stuck on. I'd ring the helpline, sir. No staying power. Or I've got a solver program on my computer at home. Oh, it's just plain cheating. OK. What do you know about computers, Clark? Well, I can solve crosswords. All right. Take a look at this. And remember, it's important enough for Willie Coyle to have thought worth hiding. It's dry stuff. It's a business plan. It's not meant to be Huich McGee. A computer software company called Labyrinth. What's that? It's explained somewhere. There. Dictionary definition, labyrinth, a moral standard or guide. The first three letters in uppercase to emphasise Lothian and Borders. There's a turn on. I've checked up as far as I can, but there's no such actual company yet in existence. Who do you think made these annotations? I don't know if Willie Coyle even owned the Red Biro. This on the last sheet, sir. Dalgetty. Heavily underlined in blue this time. Uh, No. No mention in the main text. Person? Place? Another company? Doesn't ring any bells on the software line anyway. And there, see a couple of pencil letters, CK. Abbreviation for check? Uh, hmm? Who cares? Eh? Case closed, after all. Only two dead. But you still hang on to it, sir. That's uh, like that crossword. I'll just have to come back to you. You're early at your desk, John. Siobhan. Morning, ma'am. You're not stinting the overtime yourself. Catching up on everything Frank Lauderdale left behind. Tall order. You can help. Siobhan, could you get us a coffee? Sure. You're slow with your notes. You know how fast I type. Tread carefully, Inspector. Uh, I'm going to shug back an Alice funeral this morning. Invited? Then you needn't stay. I'll bring you back something floral. I believe you would, too. No, I'm going to start taking this personally. I'd like your case notes by lunchtime. No, at first I thought it was just for show, but I'm not so sure. I, mean, I know you've got something to prove to everybody, but I You just, think it's because of our wash. history, don't you? I can see you can't afford to be soft on me. What I mean is, let's leave the past well alone. Let's keep things professional. <sighs> Fine. God knows, but you've got a reputation, John. It was bad enough before, but the story goes it's even worse these days. I don't want trouble. What do you want? Mum. Your case notes. By lunchtime. The minister did well, I thought. She's made the flat nice, Teresa, hasn't she? Oh, aye. It's lovely now. New carpets and wallpaper. 
Really nice. Suppose you did it off a wee shug, you know. Made his homecoming a bit more welcome, like. After a jail cell, you want something nice. Served him yourself. A long while ago, son. Shocking's a different place then. Mind you, I'm no saying it was worse. Oh, look, that's nice. From all Shug's pals in Sochten, we shall remember him. Aye, that's touching, isn't it? Aye, that are a bit sick. How's that, Inspector? Or about his wife killed himself. Maybe it was to do with his pals for Sochten. He had cancer. <laughs> there, Teresa. <laughs> Didn't get yourself upset now, love. He's not worth it. What's going on with you, pal? Nothing. We know who you are. What are you going to do? Throw me out? You lot are all the same. <laughs> and so are you lot. Some of these men do change, you know, with education, vocational training, strong counselling. Not every sight-impaired student realises their braille texts probably been translated by certain inmates. I appreciate you seeing me, sir. No, it's not all sunshine. We still have the drug problems, our share of HIV positives. But I've got a full-time medical staff to cope these days. I'll begin to try and cope. Computer rooms there. Typewriter's about as high-tech as I can manage, sir. Anyway, uh, could we get on to Hugh McAnally? Well, I've had a read of his file. I've talked to some of the warders and McAnally's fellow inmates. Talked with his cellmate, Charters. I think I'm pretty well prepared. I won't take much of your time. Why was McAnally released so early? Not that early. Good behaviour. And his illness, of course. You knew what he had? It'd be a poor management team that failed to spot a man dying, Inspector. We knew we weren't going to see him in here again. Well, did he did he seem suicidal? Not as far as I'm aware. I'm just glad he did away with himself on the outside. Your problem, rather than mine. Uh, what about Igro? I told you. Good behaviour. I, I know, but he was a convicted rapist, sir. His victim legally a child. I mean, he wasn't in a separate wing. I can't be good for the spirit. Getting beat up. Pish in your teeth. Let's just say I'm not aware of any incidents of that nature. <sighs> I don't suppose the victim's lodge complains that often. Inspector, if I know about it, I have it dealt with. Hello. Good evening, Chief Superintendent. Alan Gunner. Oh, you don't often call me at home, sir. No. Well, I don't often have bad news. Oh, which is? Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary are thinking of doing a primary on B Division. Oh. So you're rather likely to get turned over, Watson. Hell. But do be wary. HMIC has something of a knack for stumbling upon things better left unqueried. If those buggers want to find dirt on us, John, that's dirt to be found. That's because we don't deal with folk who wash behind their ears every morning. But what if we have been picked out, sir? It's the luck of the draw. I only said the inspector that we're thinking of picking us out. I don't get it. Oh, Deputy Chief Constable has been somewhat cagey. 
But I think the gist was that we're doing something naughty and somebody knows it. And if we stop doing it, another division might find itself under scrutiny instead. Did Gunnar actually say that? That's my interpretation, Jill, that's all. So, after he rang off, I got to thinking, who'd be getting up people's noses? Absolutely no idea. Uh, well... I know one copper who's worse than cocaine for it. Nobody sniffs coke these days, sir. All right. Saturday, I went to Sorting. Probably a couple of hours before the DCC called you up. Why? McAnally. Go all out of your way to blow your head off in front of Tom Gillespie. He says he never even knew him. Now come the widow's got so much money to spend on a nice flat. And it's almost a night him by the looks of things where the woman McAnally's meant to have raped. Meant to have? Well, you said yourself it was a dodgy conviction. He never used firearms. But did he get himself a son off? How did he always get off so lightly with his judges? Time and time again, even four years for rape. That's a few questions, sir. I've got a win more. Uh, well, that might explain the second call. Last night this time, but also to my home. The chair of Lothian and Borders Joint Police Board. I see. Gillespie's been complaining to his friends, has he? Uh, he was asking about you, John. Nice of him. Now... I've taken a look at the hours you've been putting in. You've got to back me up in this, sir. You're due some time off. A week, ten days, a quiet time a year. Of course it's quiet if you cover everything up. Watch it, John. Clear your head, Inspector. I've just given you an order. Morning. Mr Gillespie. I'm up to my eyes in it, Inspector. Oh, I won't do it. Only take a minute, sir. Oh, by the way, thanks for setting the joint police board onto me. Nice to have friends. Tom! Tom! I think you're wanted indoors. Look, this really isn't Tom, the time for... Tom, out loud! Oh, God. Bloody thing's jammed again. Why the hell can't you do this? All right, all right. Just don't let him in. Go. Oh! Damnation! Nice colours. The files, quite the rainbow. Stationers on George Street. Uh, something jammed in there. Bloody hired in shredder. Oh, aye, aye, them. Uh, uh, you must be Mrs Gillespie. Uh, that's right. Are you helping them, is he? Breast gang. Thought the councillor had a secretary. It's working. Okay. Uh, thanks a bundle. I don't recall inviting you in. Oh, maybe you'll want to have a word with your friend in the joint police board again. What effect would it have? I want to offer you a cop, Inspector. I know you'll be keen to get on your way. How scared are you, Mr Gillespie? What? You look to me like you're crapping snowballs. Inspector, you're making a mistake. Talk to me. Goddamn piece of violence, kick! Oh, come on, you bloody machine! I'll let you out. Bit of a temper, your wife. I'm just on my way, Mrs Gillespie. I'm sorry. Nice to have met you. I'll leave you to it then. Whatever it is. You stole all this? I saved the Gillespie's bin men a job. Oh, talk about shreds of evidence. The Blue Peter Appeal couldn't sort this lot out. Oh, it takes his patience. Shredded documents can be reconstructed. If you have a hundred or so Tehran students, maybe. UV analysis, watermark matching. Got any of that. Mr. Ice Clark and... 
the sex bag. <laughs> Seven bags of this stuff. I wouldn't be disappointed if you scurry off home. Maybe be better for you if you did, in fact. I know. We've all been warned off you. <laughs> Jill Dimpler. Said you were on leave, mm. but she didn't think that would stop you sticking your nose in, quote unquote. So, so naturally you came straight over. As soon as I clocked off. That might not be a good career move. Oh, it's got to be better than my present duties. Nothing but paperwork. What's this then? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do we start? Oh, they shredded the files as well. See, all the colours. Must have been some powerful shredder. Yeah, well, I'm not much card by comparison. We can group it by colour. The only one thing interesting in the folder is the label. So that's what we'll go for. Even so. Well, I'll stick some music on it to help us along. Oh, must you? What a drag it is getting old. I think I've got one. All but a strip or two. AC, then a name. H Haldane. Strange spelling. Never come across Haldane my way. One of the councillor's constituents. I'll try the phone book. What do you reckon to this one? Guile Park West. Well, we know where that is, all right. Silicon Glen Annex. I saw one other folder when Mrs Gillespie dropped it marked SDA stroke SE. Which by my calculation would be Scottish Development Agency and Scottish Enterprise. The latter took over when the former got wound up. Councillor Gillespie, by the way, sits on an industrial planning committee. So these files are probably completely innocent. Oh, then why have been such a panic to shred them? I'll concede that. There's no AC Haldane in Edinburgh, according to the phone book. <sighs> Do we call it a night? Good idea. There's only so much of your music I can cope with. Oh. Oh, where's my coat? It's a good job all this paper's lying around. Or oh, the place would look a tip. Whatever you want, you're dead. It's Siobhan, sir. I've got a notion about that A.C. Haldane label. Have you been up all night thinking? It's that funny spelling. American names are sometimes misspelled, aren't they? Is that why you woke me up, Clark? A.C. could stand for American Consulate. Haldane, a surname. That's key. Well, I phoned the consulate anyway. Uh, 6.45 in the morning. Well, I know the opening times now, sir. <laughs> Sorry for waking you, sir. It's OK, it's OK. Listen, Siobhan, thanks for helping me, yeah. Good night, sir. Another double. Uh, right, yeah. The secret of John Rebus, only to be found in one of a few select habitats. Yeah, my. Now you're the word Smith, crossword clue. Eight letters, M something, R something, O, on a desert island. What do you say? Marooned. You're very kind. Tommy, the lady's pain. Oh, I walked into that, didn't I? What's for you, Hen? Pint of 80, pal. Oh, 
What you're eating up on just now? Follow-up to the McAnally suicide. Some of the care agencies have climbed aboard. Links between released cons and freed kidnapped victims' hostages, that sort of thing. Cheap, but it'll make an OK piece. Ah, if you want an OK piece on McAnally, you could do worse than look at the wee wifey and her new lady friend. Serious? <laughs> Depends on how low you want to go. Hey, I'm a journalist if there's a story. Oh, there's a story. A whole soap opera. Toll cross close. Mm, maybe I'll owe you. 405. Clanch. Ah, uh, you could pay me back by giving me a lead on Labyrinth, if you like. Labyrinth? Yeah. What's that? A Kirkcaldy wine warehouse? Well, it seems to be some planned software enterprise. The LAB stands for Loading and Borders. Mm, whatever it is, it's not happened yet. I could run it across Rory, maybe. Who's this? A contact of mine, a friend, really. Works down in Leith at the Scottish office. Rory McAllister. Is it reliable? Professionally. <laughs> so that's the way it is. No. But I am meeting him for lunch, as it happens. OK. All right, make it a table for three and I'll treat you both. Come on, get your aperitifs, don't you? Hen. So, I'm to sing for my supper, is that right? I'm trying to follow up a projected enterprise called Labyrinth, Mr McAllister. Silicon Glen. Recent project? Mm. Seems to be. Mm, I'd have to ask around my colleagues in Scottish Enterprise. I also need to know a little bit how that sets up with the Scottish office. If you're not worried about the Official Secrets Act and a journalist present. Unlikely to be anything come out I've not heard before. Well, the Scottish office. Shall I start at the bottom or the top? You met me, so that's the bottom taken care of. <laughs> Liar. Now, as far as the public's concerned, the top man is the Secretary of State for Scotland. Currently the Right Honourable Dugald Niven. But, of course, politicians come and go, and the Scottish office remains. Meaning the real head is the most senior civil servant. A permanent undersecretary. Now, you've got a number of departments saddled with acronyms, enough for an entire series of countdown, one of which was Scottish Development Agency, or SDA, which became SE in 1991. Why the change? Why any change? The SDA was a Labour government creation. Well, you know the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I wasn't broke. Some 5,000 projects on its books at any one time, clean bill of health from every investigation into its dealings. Mm, so obviously it had to be broken up. Authority devolved to a network of, guess what, private sector-led local enterprise companies. Well, is there any Scottish office control? Oh, yes. There'd have to be control. The budget is around £450 million a year. Mm. Tell me, is there word of any impropriety with all that money? Mm, it's Scottish enterprise? Mm. None at all. What about the old SDA? Oh, sensing a story, Mary. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, coffee? Please. Uh, three? Uh, three, please. Senor. Now, when the SDA became Scottish Enterprise, all the slates were wiped clean. New setup, changed accounting procedures, new sets of books. So any naughtiness would be dead and buried by now. And if any had been found... Under the carpet. Then will the same thing happen when the District Council disappears? <laughs> I don't think that's for me to say. You're not meant to be showing your face around here, sir. So arrest me for obstruction. I'm on holiday, can loiter where I like. What's all these boxes? It's the new PCs coming in. Great. You can always do with some of bobbies in the beat. <laughs> oh, I've not heard that one this morning. You'll find one on your desk when you get back, and you'll be expected to learn computing pretty smartish. I will be shining bright. Really? Now, look, I've finally pinned down Labyrinth. It's a Tanatech project. Know who they are? Well, as their names emblazoned all over those carrying boxes, I can assume they make computers. Right. 
Well, it seems Tanatech wants to set up a hardware-software tie-in, eventually hoping to rival Microsoft. The software side would be Labarum. That's if Silicon Glen right enough. Labarum's not up and running because of the question of funding. It needs huge money. That means grants by the lorry load. What's the committees? Yes, the district council, for one. Your friend, Councillor Tom Gillespie. And because the site's projected to go to Guile Park West, which is the Lord Provost Stone Ward, he'd be involved. Wait, wait, wait. The front page of the business plan. Remember these initials and pencils saying they might be short for check? I get it, I get it, sir. C.K. Gammon Kennedy. The Lord Provost's own copy of Labyrinth's business plan. Okay, but that means the two dead boys, they must have known Kirsty Kennedy. I like to get out of the office for a few minutes in the middle of the day. Clears my head. I can imagine the city chambers do get oppressive, Mr. Kennedy. You know they're built on Mary King's Close. The old Plague Street, aye. They covered the close-up and built in it anew. That's the Edinburgh way, Inspector, to bury and forget. Yeah, well, I thought I'd win a practice, sir. Have you found Kirsty? No, no, but uh, I know where she's quite recently been. You remember those two hoaxes? Oh, oh, don't adjust. You were in that terrible crash. Uh, I watched them jump. Anyway, the, the girl they put on the telephone... Uh, I don't think that you. was Kirsty, you know? Oh, I, I, no, it could have been. There's no evidence to suggest that she knew the laddies had died. This is yours, isn't it, sir? Well, where did you find it? I hid in one of the boys' bedroom. Did Kirsty take it with her when she left? Inspector... I mean, did it have any significance for her? I don't see how it could. Ah, well, that's a wee bit of a scunner. I was hoping you might help. Uh, is this Kirsty's writing here on the last page? No, I don't know. Well, do you know what it means, this Dalgetty? It seems to be... Uh, no, I may be making too much fuss over Kirsty, Inspector. I'm sure she's managing fine. Why do you say that? Now, I'm grateful to the police, very grateful for trying to trace her, but maybe it's time now to call a halt. Is it something to do with this report? Does there have to be a reason? Tell me, is there labyrinth planned before any committee at present? Sir? I don't see what that could have to do with my daughter. Unless it being discussed by Councillor Gillespie's planning committee, for instance. Look... I accept she could have taken the document from my office at home. If it was for anything, it was for pure rebellion. She did it because she could. She's a rebel, then, your daughter. Not all teenagers? Not all teenagers are drug users. What did you say? I've wondered a long time why the only photo you gave out of Kirsty was, what, two, three years out of date? Marine junkies aren't exactly photogenic, are they? How dare you! Then tell me I'm a liar. It came to me just now. Like the Plague Street, Mr. Kennedy. We bury and forget. Where have you been? Walking. Walking? It's simple enough. One foot in front of the other and swap them over. Repeat as necessary till I take you into a pub, right? Anyway, the reason I phoned in is what's the state of play? I finally got round the American consulate's answering service and asked to speak to Haldane. Uh -huh. They told me she was out of the office. Her first name's Rachel, and the surname has a Y in the middle. Genius guesswork, Clark. Since I've now got a nice new computer on my desk, I looked her up. Ms. Haldane has 18 unpaid parking tickets dating back six years, which counts as pretty law-abiding for a diplomat. Still an all. 18? A diligent officer might want a word with Ms. Haldane about all those. I also checked on Paul Duggan. <laughs> These computers are a grand thing, clearly. It seems he's Edinburgh's answer to Rackman. Been cheating the council for years. And William Dixie's place in Stenhouse was a palace compared to some of the other properties in his portfolio.
portfolio. Oh, maybe I'll have a wee word with a friendly slum landlord too. I thought of that. I'm meeting him in half an hour to look over a place of his in Leith. He thinks I'm a student. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for us, Paul. Jeez, oh, what do you want? I need a room. I'll pay cash. Is this a trap? You might up or something. For a tadpole like you, behave yourself. You're the council's problem, no mine. So what's the game? Willie Coyle and Dixie Taylor. You told us you were their friend. That's why I gave them the house. You mean they didn't pay rent? They worked for you, didn't they? So okay, so what they did? They collected for me. They'd have been perfect, aye. Willie had a few brains, he could reason. In fact, didn't they work with your non-pairs, then crazy Dixie could come out to play. That's about it. Keep your nice soft hands clean, eh, Paul? Whose idea was the kidnap ruse? Well, Willie just asked for my car, I told you. Oh, I ain't to me, Paul. It's not advisable. Kennedy girl knew Coyle well enough to leave stuff in his bedroom. She knew him, and I know damn well knew you know too. Just tell us where she is. I don't know. Fancy a dip, Paul. Can be invigorating this time of year. The sewage and the rats don't get you. All right, all right, I've seen her, okay? Okay. And run if you like, son, I'll find you. Is she still around? No, not since. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You'll find Kirsty for me. Deal. You, you don't know what you're asking. What? I'm just waiting. This coat cost a fortune. You'll not need it in jail, son. You'll be tucked up in bed with some big bad bastard keeping you nice and warm. Do you think you're scared now? Hey, you two. Where do you think you're going, pal? I'm back at the queue like everybody else. Some sauce. Hey, how do chips? Clap. That'll do. Make it twice. Uh, there's a queue, you know. Uh, tell me about it. Haddock and chips twice. We're hungry. Hey, uh, Jerry, come here here a minute, will you? What's your problem, me girl? I know you, Jerry. What are you doing here, pal? Getting a fish supper. You were at wee Shug McAnally's funeral. And if I remember rightly, you didn't want to see me there. I don't want to see you here either. Get you to show up at the funeral of a man that died from your food poisoning, though. Hey, hey, Jerry. Hey, do you want this, eh? No, uh, no, no, keep it. How can I get off the idea? Perhaps we could sort it out in the back shop. Aye, come away through. Environmental health could do with a look round. If you like, we can arrange that for you, Jerry. Look, what are you wanting? Tell us about wee Shug McAnally. I can't have been Did you know how ill he was? Well, I can't. He saw the doctor a lot. And he had some medicines. We all wanted him to hand them round so as we could get a buzz, but he never said it was cancer he had. Was he depressed? Suicidal? Well, he was in the end, wasn't he? Look, if you want to find out about wee Shug, go talk to his cellmate. No, there was a character and a half. Bloody Mr. Hoity Toity Derwood Charters. Jerry, what was we shug in for? Who's Brayton? Not rape? No way. How can you be sure? Oh, we'd have kept that all right. That's one secret you cannot keep in the neck. <sighs> Not unless nobody wanted you to know. Saturday's a good time when you're not meant to be doing what you're doing. Nobody saw you at the computer then. Ms Templer's been wanting to know if you've been in touch. I'm in Lanzarote, as far as you know, Clark. OK, here we are. Derwood Charters, right. fraud. Year three of six at HMP Edinburgh. He set up a retraining company called Albavise, touched ten of his contacts for 5k each, start-up capital, blew the lot and did a runner. And why did they trust him? He's apparently a very persuasive salesman, sir, and he had a history. Yeah, they all do. A good one. He'd helped finance the Tanatech startup. Tanatech again? You can hardly call that a failure, though. And it ties back to Labram and all our current questions. One of the ten conned investors was a US consulate official by the name of Rachel Haldane. With a Y. That's the one. And the man who was head of the Ford Squad oh, yeah, then... I know, I know, I know. He's now Deputy Chief Constable of Loading and Borders Police, Alan Gunnar. 
It's best not to kick my ball into the sleets over this. So, what now? Oh, I think we'll invite Miss Haldane to give her opinion on Mr. Derwood Charters. The interested clerk. Sir, I'll do most things. I'll put my career on the line for you. But, sir, you cannot ask me to miss a Hearts home game. Don't tell me I'm getting my money back at long last. I'm afraid that seems to be gone forever. Still smart, you know. I'm a diplomat, not a millionaire. I've ordered, I hope you don't mind. Hey, I love afternoon tea. Yeah, uh, so, what do you what do you do at the consulate, Miss Aldine? Rachel, please. You? John. Well, John, I have an industry remit. Most times that means looking after U.S. companies who are thinking of setting up in Scotland. I'm not as busy as I used to be. Uh, you've been here a while. Nine years, on and off. Scotland is just awesome. I love it so much. My ancestors came from here. I've heard talk from time to time about a kind of Scottish mafia in some of the U.S. businesses. It's networking, John. Scots aren't unique in that. It's not illegal. What would be? Oh, some of these Celts linked to white supremacist groups. And then persuading business friends to locate in Scotland would go beyond sentimentality for the old home country. Meaning bravery? There's a lot of grants about, John. Mmm, pastries. Like the DeLorean scandal. But the guy did have one sensational car. <sighs> he took the British taxpayer for millions. You still have paid the taxes, John. If not DeLorean, then some other guy. We don't seem to be talking a whole lot about dairy charters and my five grand. Okay. Let's. A genuine product of the 80s. One of Lady Thatcher's bulls. He did run profitable companies, but he was always looking to expand. I guess he got bored easily. Yeah, I should have been more cautious when he asked me to be a backer. But I just wasn't wise enough. Where did you first meet him? A party. Some Scottish office thing. Yeah. You deal with the SO, then? I deal with everybody, John. The problem here is you're just getting to a working relationship, then the government goes and changes everything. Names, rules, players. SDA becomes Scottish Enterprise. District Council becomes a new unitary authority. I keep having to start over with you people. It's a gas, gas, gas. But someone's got to do it, right? So what's the story with you, John? What are you investigating? Uh, I'm not really at liberty to say. Well, that's hardly fair, I'd say. Hardly British. I'm not in Britain. I came here in good faith, John. I can afford my own afternoon tea, and I didn't need to speak to you, especially since you're not here in any official capacity. Did I ever say I was? You mentioned parking tickets, but a diplomat has to be careful, so I checked you were who you said you were. And they told you I was on official leave. Well, John, you sure as hell look busy to me. Well, you've got your diamonds And you've got your pretty clothes And the chauffeur drives your car You let everybody know But don't play with me Cause you're playing with fire Just what do you imagine you're playing, Aunt Rebus? You ordered me to take a holiday, sir. I'm enjoying every minute of it. So it was your idea of fun to make a nuisance of yourself at a foreign consulate. Well, I can't afford to go abroad properly. And you'll soon not be able to afford not to. Uh, could I have a moment to work that one out, sir? You were 
one step from an official reprimand, two steps from suspension. Three steps to heaven. I understand, sir. So don't play with me, cause you're playing with fire. So don't you play with me, cause you're playing with fire. Rebus? It's Rory McAllister. What's wrong? Can we meet? Sure. Italian restaurant again, I where? Colton Cemetery at ten o'clock. Sounds urgent. Just be there, Mr. Rebus. Haven't been here in years. I take it you're Rebus. Right. McAllister's not coming. I'm a colleague of his. My name is Hunter. You were asking certain questions of McAllister. Is that what he told you? I'm intrigued by the line of those inquiries. Why? I'll be succinct. I'd prefer it, Inspector, if you would discontinue your present work, for I do not believe it's germane. You'd prefer? There may be a conflict of interest. What? With long-standing investigations we are pursuing. Is detective work part of the Scottish office remit, Mr Hunter? I am a civil servant and you a policeman. It is not for me to interfere with your business. Good, I'm sure. But we are both, are we not, servants of the state. I appeal to your intellect, Inspector. To be honest, sir, you don't appeal to me at all. Uh, about, about cooperation? Uh, not yet, I'm afraid. The affair is complicated. But later... Definitely. The fullest cooperation. A gentleman's agreement. I'm not gentle. Thank you, Inspector. It was good to have met uh, you. Mr Hunter, where did you get McAllister to phone me? No, why not just call yourself? Without a little intrigue, Rebus. <laughs> what is life? I hope you've got a story for me. Did you make it into the last one? Suicide wife gets big bangs now. I could do with something better. With picks this time. Uh, what do you what do you know about the Scottish office, Mary? Ask Rory. Can't. Bound me off with a man called Hunter. This guy was a Scot once, <laughs> before elocution lessons. He used an umbrella and he should really have a stick late fifties. Okay, that's enough. Plenty. Eye. That's uh, Ian Hunter. Who's even is at home? Some home and all. He's only the permanent undersecretary at the Scottish office. Policy initiative for the whole country, Mr Scotland. Not very, not very public figure, is he? For all that and all that. He doesn't need to be. He's got the power. It's taken you long enough to visit. I don't like hospitals, Frank. You think I'm in here for my health? Oh, the legs. Maybe I'll have a lump. Maybe two. Balanced, anyway. Meantime, the itch. Well, it's supposed to be a good sign. Want to put a message on my stookie? Ah, sure. Which one? Take your pick. Find a space. How's your new boss shaping up? Jill Templar. Fine. Fine, really. I'm on holiday, mate. You've not found Kirsty Kennedy yet, have you? I'm close. Ah. What's it say? Clunk, click, every trip. Problem, actually, Frank. You see, Kirsty definitely knew those two Neds in the car. Now, I've not exactly gone public with her. Don't be a fool to yourself, John. My concern immediately is a small-time loser called McAnally. Give himself a son-off haircut. Aye. He's 
shelter cell in Sorton where Frost and they were Derwood Chatters. Now, I know McAnally was in for rape, but nobody in the jail seems to have discovered that. Rape of a minor, Frank. So what does that say to you? Give me some water, will you, John? You see, to me... To me, it says... Collusion at the top. Why collusion? My guess. We Shug was a grass, right? He was planted in there with Charters, either to spy on him or to gain his trust, whatever. And remember, Charters was put inside by the fraud unit, mm-hmm. whose leader at the time was Chief Superintendent Alan Gunnar. Now, Deputy Chief Constable Alan Gunnar. And, coincidentally, the man who fixed me up for this lovely holiday by threatening a division with a primary by Her Majesty's Inspectorate. But they're independent, Joe. <sighs> Civil servants. How could Gunnar have known the Inspectorate's plans? That's a good point. But that'll have come from the Scottish office. I'm barely looking at Why couldn't you just have taken a hand? Yeah, Mr. Rebus. How's the holiday? I'm having a bit of trouble getting a tan. What are you doing here? He's visiting me, Ali. Sounding off about Mac and Ali still. What's that to you, Fleur? You should stop being so bloody nosy. You're on your way out the way you're going. Out of the hospital? The force, at the very least. And why? Look, if it was up to me... I'd leave you to squat in that pan and send your career down the lobby like last night's kebab. What's it all got to do with you, Flower? <laughs> eh? You touch me again and you're dead. I must say, you've come to the right place. All right. right. I'll see you, Frank, after he's gone. And he's a walking, talking crock of key. Ah, just ignore him. It's the best way. You can't afford to, John. See... We shug McAnally was Flower's eyes and ears one time. A snatch? Aye. So it's all a bit personal. I appreciate this. I sure hope you do. What's you doing, Clark? Sir? Who do you mean, sir? Let me put it like this. Lothian and Borders, in their wisdom, haven't just put a grand and a half's worth of up-to-the-minute high technology on your desk so you can play wee games. Especially not on someone else's behalf. I'm sorry, sir. You'll have to come clearer on this one for me. Uh, I'd not be that happy a man to find out you were behind this little lot. Appears to be a cheque, sir. Normally good news, isn't it? It's a settlement, Clark. From an American consulate diplomat by the name of... Sir? No matter. 18 old parking tickets sorted out and paid for dating back several years. Can't be bad. An attack of conscience, perhaps? I know what's going on, lassie. I think it's good, sir. I remember how much time I wasted handing out those things when I was in uniform. Diplomatic parking tickets. Never pay because you can't be prosecuted. Now, there's still a woolly suit with your number on it, Clark. You wouldn't necessarily enjoy seeing you back in it, mind. More than some about the place, I'd say, sir. There's such a thing as being too clever by half and rubbing up against the wrong people being it, too. I've recently discovered that these computer jobbies can all be linked together to keep an eye on what's been done or not been done by junior officers. Am I clear? Networking, sir, it's called. That's so, that's so. Just you cock, Annie, about John Rebus. That's no an official warning, you mind. I understand you, sir. I see that you do. One other thing, Clark. Sir? What do you know about windows? 
It's a lovely view, isn't it? I'm just thinking I should have brought my three iron. Ah. You play golf, Inspector. Only with a three iron. <laughs> Find the estate all right? Uh, no trouble. Thank you for the invitation, Sir Ian. Uh, drink first, then a spot of shooting and a light lunch. You've handled a gun, Inspector? I've handled a lot of things. Of course you have. You were in the SAS, were you not? I did wonder if we should offer you pheasant or winter hare, but decided on clay pigeon. Well, it tastes nicer, doesn't it? <laughs> Met everyone? No? Robbie, come and meet Detective Inspector John Rebus. John, this is Robbie Matheson. Detective Inspector, huh? Uh, pleased to meet you. You're Mr. Panotek. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> Chief Constable, is it a wonder the crime rate's falling when you can boast men of this calibre? Almost uncanny, John's knowledge. Oh, my neck's just taking delivery of a whole load of your product. Well, I sure hope the computers don't break down, Inspector. Alas, it's Deputy Chief Constable Surreal. A slip of the tongue, Alan. Perhaps I was merely looking into the future. That's what civil servants are good at. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dougal, your glass needs topper. What are you doing here? I've got an end for you, sir. Look, oh, we'd better put on a united front. Agreed. Especially in front of these characters. And that's only the Secretary of State for Scotland getting his glass topped up. Ah. He's smaller than he looks in Delhi, sir. The name had better be Alan. Fine. Why did you order me taken off my case, Alan? What's that got to do with you being here? Oh, so you did. And what's the game now? For me to be so impressed by the company and surroundings that I'll fall to my knees and beg forgiveness. That's ridiculous. You're right. It is. Come on, slow coaches. You'll be the last men in the field. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the police response rates, eh? <laughs> oh. Good shot, Colin. Scottish office minister for Aganin, Sir Colin. Really? This is unusual, Ian. Two policemen at one of your bank holiday gatherings. Who? Corporate affairs? Normally, Robbie. Mm, pretty much. Business and politics, Alan. The two go. How's your work on Labyrinth progressing, Mr. Matheson? Reasonable. Can I ask you how you know about it? A chance. I came across a copy of your business plan in a council button Bennett and Stenhouse. What was it doing there? I haven't the faintest idea. My shot now. Somebody scrolled the word Dalgetty on it. <coughs> Damn it. Well, oh, let me. Cold fingers. Oh. Good shot, Sir Ian. Tell me, Mr. Matheson. Do you know a man called Derwood Charters? What is this? Oh, I don't recall such a name. Oh. Not that. I've heard they helped finance your company. In the early days. <laughs> You're misinformed. Come on, Robbie. You're next. Ah. Don't use your invitation like this, Rebus. It's not polite. Do you know how many people have been queuing up to warn me off? I don't see what you're getting at. Paul! Bad luck, Robbie. Oh, better luck next time. Yes, you do. Somebody put a grass called McAnally into Derwood Charter's cell at Sorton and kept it quiet that McAnally was in for a sex attack. You put Charters away, Alan. You've also got the clout that need to set a spy on him. Oh! Oh, bad luck again, Robbie. Oh, it's not like you to miss with both barrels, Robbie. 
So, Chief Constable, your turn arrives at last. See if you can't do better, eh? I'll do my best. <laughs> oh, was it you put Robbie Matheson off his aim, Inspector? Uh, not me, Sir Ian. You don't seem to have decided to stop after all. Paul! Are you willing to tell me why you're so interested? I'm willing to tell you one thing, if you're willing to listen. And that is that Scottish jobs are at risk because of you. I don't believe you. Ah, yes, you do, John. If you continue with your little private investigation, hundreds of jobs could disappear. Do you hear me? Hundreds. Would you want that on your conscience? Paul! Come on, it's your shot. You're a tyro in this, John. We'll give you a couple of free ones of practice, huh? I'm sure we all missed a few in the beginning, but don't worry. <laughs> You'll soon get the hang of it. Mind if I come in? Uh, I was... Uh, I was just on my way out, Mum. I tried phoning, but no answer. We were engaged all day. I, uh, I was out. I was in working. It was off the hook. You've got half St Leonard's record section in here, John. I can see you're taking your furlough seriously. Come on, Jill. It was foisted on me. You can't imagine the plaque the Chief Super's taken over you. Well, this doesn't sound like a social call. Because it isn't one. The Lord Provis now complaining you've been hassling him. Specifics? He didn't say. Didn't he think so? For pity's sake, John. How could you do this to me? I've done nothing to you. I'm in post, barely a week. How am I supposed to work to get any feel for the job when all we're worrying about is what grenade you're going to chuck next? Ah, you want to create a good impression and you're not making any at all, is that it? You're just twisting my words. Emma, Jill, look me in the face and tell me I'm no right. John... You're back from leave tomorrow morning. It's likely to be the end of your career. I think I care about that. Yes, I think you do. You're right to be scared, you know. I wouldn't mind if it was some big hard man had me cornered in an alley. Then drop it. Would you do that? Yes, I would. Right. Well, I'll think. Mr Rebus. Yes? It's Paul. Paul Duggan. Uh, nice of you to call. A founder, like you told me to. Kirsty Kennedy. What about Kirsty Kennedy? Listen, she's adamant about not going home. She says her well, stepmum's a lunatic. Look, there is no question of her having to go home there if she doesn't well want is. to. Can I meet her? Tall cross. She wants an ice cream. Your dad's been worried. So what? And your mum, Kirsty. My mum died when I was five. What you mean is the woman who lives with dad. You don't get on with her. She's off the trolley. Praise the Lord! Not why you ran away. Does there have to be a reason? How long have you been on it, Kirsty? Whatever you're on. The Mary. Mary Mac. Crack. Long enough? Long enough to be tired of it. Long enough to know you never get tired of it. It was all your idea, wasn't it? I have to go to the toilet. Why did you do it, Kirsty? Just for the money? Why did you take the labyrinth plans from your dad's study? Hey, no smoking. Can I get a beer? We're no licensed either. The ransom demand was your idea, wasn't it, Kirsty? It was to get back at her dad. That right? 
Your dad? Sure, him. And everything he represents. Was it you that wrote Dalgetty on the last page, Kirsty? They cheated him, took everything and turned him off. And you know where he is now? Oh, yes. I know. You read all the small print close in between the lines and you see only my dad's face smug smiling back at you. Why is he smug? Because it's all going to make him a hero. It's just crooked. I heard them on the phone. They were talking about how to cover it all up. It's, it's all just a lot of shit. Hey, I can't have language like that. There are children in here. Well, screw them then, because they're all stuck like everybody else. They're all dead. You could have gone easy on her. Why should we? Well, she'll probably run now, again. You like her, Paul, don't you? Aye. My mum and dad like her a lot, too. Knew all along where she was? Aye. Take care of her, eh? Look, we're going to get her off it. Honest. You do that, and I'll be coming to find you. You Councillor Gillespie? Yes. What have you got for me? This. <coughs> Circumstances could have been better for your return, sir. I'll take that in the spirit it was meant. Oh, I must profit. I came by as soon as I heard. The secretary's work is never done, eh? Two police officers to see you, Audrey. Oh, uh... We're very sorry, Mrs Gillespie. Should I make us some tea? Remember me, Mrs Gillespie? We met last night. I, I know you too, don't I? I came to talk once to your husband. Has the doctor seen you? I'm... I'm coping. Thank you. Do you feel up to answering a few more questions? Oh, thank you. You said last night your husband had gone out to visit a constituent. Uh, that's what he said at dinner, stoking himself up against the cold, he said. Coco Van. Two helpings. But he didn't say who he was to meet? Uh, no. Or where? No. Hmm. Are you surprised he ended up in Dalran? I'm surprised he's dead! Why would he lie to you, Mrs Gillespie? He... he didn't. I mean, he was hiding things from you, wasn't he? The day I came here, you were both destroying documents in a specially hired shredder. We were running out of shelf space, Tom said. They were ancient history, anyway. Well, why shred them? Sir? Weren't you curious? He... he discovered some things while he was serving on the Industrial Planning Committee. He said all the work would be worth it. He'd be an MP one day. Well, these... Company accounts you shredded? I think they must have been huge. Millions of pounds, I don't know. He's dead! Okay, sir, I think we've had our say. You see, Mrs. Gillespie, the thing is that somebody tried to scare your husband. They paid a man called McAnally to put the fear of God into him. A message, and then McAnally killed himself. He was dying anyway, but paid handsomely. I, I don't see what any of this has to do with anything. The same people have just killed your husband. Oh, no. That can't be. And am I in danger too? No, Mrs Gillespie, I'm sure not. Just think. Is there no one Tom could have confided in? Well, there, there, there may be... There may be someone. Sir. Uh, Miss Prophet, this may not be the time, but... Uh, I was wondering if you had any suspicions about Mrs Gillespie and her husband. You mean, what was their marriage like? Ah. 
Was Audrey Gillespie having an affair? I think I understand why the people who did this are so afraid of you, Inspector. You handled that beautifully. See, Clark, you're great, right? You're really great with the hearts and flowers. But weakness is there to be exploited. Uh, this is last year's diary, Inspector. These meetings here, I, I remember because he had to have his suits dry-cleaned. Tom had to look his smartest. For C.K., Cameron Kennedy. Audrey, I... What can I say? I'm, I'm Rory, so oh, thank you for coming. There, there. Shh, you cry now. Well, I see you two out, Inspector. A long-bladed knife. The victim tried to protect himself, as you can see by the defence nicks about the hands. Also, he'd been eating something greasy. Chip supper. Who's that? Grease on his fingers. He ate a big meal at home. I know his hands. Chip grease. Lard. <laughs> and most people would wipe their fingers afterwards. I know when it grapples with a fryer. Clark, you get some bag up over at that chip shop in Easter Road. I'm keeping my appointment with the Lord Provost. You get to have Jerry Dip for murder. Well, Inspector. I will have to take a wee drive. Where is she? Where's the lost lamb? You said he'd bring her. I have to go with Inspector Rebus, Beth. I'll fetch my coat. Uh, no, Beth, it's best I go alone. Is she safe? Kirsty? She's with some good people who are taking care of her. And you know fine well what's the matter. Thank God. I will be blither and heave now a sinner at repents now our 99 cents that need me repentance. My wife's learnt the New Testament in Scots. She knows it backwards, in fact. Mr Kennedy, your daughter's been persuaded to see you, but there has to be a trade. You don't trade an innocent life, Inspector. <sighs> Not so innocent, sir. I could put her away any time, just say the word. <laughs> I thought politics was meant to be a dirty business. I can bring Kirsty home, but you'll have to tell me what I need to know, every bit. OK? Marvellous view. Oh, nobody's listening in on us, sir, and if that's what you're worried about. I choose the botanics for some meetings precisely because they're so open. I don't need bugs. I've got Councillor Gillespie's files. Poor Councillor Gillespie. Yeah. Poor Tom's a cold, isn't he? No. Lured to an alley and stabbed in the guts by an ex-con hired by... whom? Derwood Charters. Just as Charters paid McAnally to put the scare onto poor Tom before. Why do you wish to tell me this, Inspector? Because you're at the centre of it all. Can you prove that? You should know. Yeah, your paper evidence is a thing of shreds and patches, I understand. And has your murderer talked yet? I thought not. The Lord Provost isn't the only one who tells you everything. So you know what Gillespie discovered? Charters had so many bogus companies taking grants from so many Scottish office agencies. Now, to operate for so long, he'd need someone high up for protection. Conjecture leading to wild inaccuracy. OK. OK, let's talk about the sleeping partners. Certainly, Inspector. Let's talk about the sleeping partners. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. This is the moment you say one of us is a murderer, right? Quick money was what got you. Charters was a wizard at playing the system, still is. I'm sure you, Mr Matheson, you wouldn't want anybody to know how the early money for your tannatic phenomenon came from ripping off the Scots and the European taxpayer. That's probably slanderous, Inspector. And Mrs Haldane there loves Scotland so much, or Scots banknotes. 
Did that make it easier to persuade American companies to move here? Or just more profitable? It's always been good, John. Always. Oh, you got yourselves a nice sweet network going. And Sir Ian, he wasn't nearly so high up the pecking order then. He seems to have benefited the most of all. A string of successes. New businesses to Scotland, a turnover of millions in grants, coming in, going out. And Ruthie Estate. And that must have cost a bit. I wonder, did you buy that in the last few years? It's a matter of record. You had it made, didn't you? And when the SDA became Scottish Enterprise, you even had the chance to lose all the evidence because the accounting changed and nobody was going to be bothered to check the old organisation. But for Tom Gillespie, who caught a glimpse of something and started digging. He told me once you liked a bit of intrigue, Sir Ian. So I did. Who passed the word back to Charters, in fact? Because whoever did that is Ms Haldane's murderer, or the person responsible for Tom Gillespie's death. You're getting to the best bit now. Gillespie's mistake was only natural. He told the Lord Provost what he knew. He couldn't have guessed Cameron Kennedy would go straight to the biggest employer on his ward and tell him. You think I told Derry Charters? Possibly. You don't know? Could have been any one of you. Isn't this just the classic detective storyline? Shut up, Rachel. You're dragging up ancient history, Rebus. If you must, you must. But the consequences will rest on your conscience, not mine. A murder has been committed, Mr. Mathis. Not with any of our knowledge. You're saying Derry Charters arranged it on his own? He's got most to lose. Everything, in fact. He'd do it. I don't buy that. Tom Gillespie must have been lured to that alley by somebody he knew. Because he was scared. Then which of us gets the Fickle Finger of Fate award, John? I guess it's Serene. Preposterous. Is it? You like guns too, don't you? What if I checked your room full of shotguns against the records? Would there be one missing? The one you passed on to Shug McAnally? So, you're going to put all we've worked for in jeopardy, Inspector? Major expansion, new factories, finally a high-tech Scots company that'll really give Microsoft a run for its money. Hundreds, maybe thousands of jobs lost for something that happened years ago and hurt nobody. It hurt Aidan Dalgetty. No. Oh. You found Aidan. Yeah, he lays dry stone walls now. The man you used to give you all the innovations Tanatek was built on. The true genius. Dalgetty was a hopeless alcoholic. He would have dragged the whole company down. He had to go. Aye. And you robbed him of his birthright. Oh, listen to yourself, man. Who do you think you are? Some Old Testament prophet? What gives you the right to hold the scales? We're in your hands, John. Is it wrong to bribe rich US companies to come to a depressed region? <laughs> Is that what you do? Okay, I mean, you've got diplomatic immunity, haven't you? The get-out-of-jail-free card. Don't tell me you want Scotland to be the loser, John. And don't tell me nobody's lying in their own pockets. There must needs be incentives... Chief Inspector. It came down from the DCC. From Alan Gunner. You were expecting to be crucified and they offer you promotion. When I think how I had to graft just to get this temporary step up. Whose idea was Gala Shields? It happens to be an opening. It happens to be in the middle of nowhere. Do yourself a favour, John. For once in your dunderheaded life. Okay then. For once I will. What are you on about? Something good at the day. Letting Alan Gunner use your snitch like that. So what? Putting me shot McAnally in the chatter's cell. It means Gunner needs to keep me sweet. Very handy, Fleur. But it didn't work, did it? Eh, you've lost me. I wish. McAnally was planted in chatter's not to make him talk, but they stopped his mouth. 
because Charters was protecting all sorts of high up people. And as it turned out, Charters ended up using to be shot for a job of his own. Shite. That's all? Well, no matter. See, there's news for you, Bonnie lad. Alan Gunner, your pal who owes you a favour, he's just offered me promotion to DCI. Oh, wait, hell. Now, why me instead of you, Fleur? Because I'm dangerous to him. You? You're left behind because you can afford to ignore you. Why are you telling me this? Oh, not just for the thrill of seeing you squirm. Then why? Alistair, how would you like my promotion? you doing here? Canvassing for the natural law party. Good morning, sir. Christ, but you've got some goal. Aye, but I cling to what little integrity I've got left. You're going to remain Hunter's wee puppet, though, aren't you? All the way up to Chief Constable. Sir Ian Hunter has recently given me a file of evidence pointing to a grave and embarrassing corruption scandal, Rebus. Does that a sound like a criminal at work? A like one important name. And he is in it up to his cashmere scarf. I have a tape, too. You're on it, Rebus. Listening to people confessing their part in illegal acts. Hunter bugged themselves as insurance. I didn't hear you caution these people. I heard you offered bribes. I did not hear you reject them. We want the fire, sir. And the tape. Please. <laughs> it's roped you in too, eh, Fleur? You must be mad. I could put both of you up before the Chief Constable. We'd like nothing better. We'd kick up such a stink you think your drains are blocked up. Your best chance is to keep yourself out of it, sir. You are mad. You're both of you digging your own graves. A deep hole has its uses, sir, when the bullets start to fly. Inspector Rebus. Mr McAllister. What can I do for you? Uh, well, uh, it's, it's just this, sir. Uh, did Councillor Gillespie know that you were seeing his wife? And he's back. No, hang on. You see, all that stuff Tom Gillespie found out, the information which eventually led to his death, is it possible they could have gleaned so much without help? You've lost me. You'll catch up. I think you found out about Planetech and Labyrinth and all the frauds around these schemes. And you gave Tom Gillespie that information, either for the public good or to keep him busy while you were enjoying a fling with his wife. Now, which would you prefer, Inspector? I've come here with a tape and a file. Now, if you only did what you did to smooth your affair with Audrey Gillespie, then I'm sunk. But if you really do care about the other thing, then I think we should do business. How? Rory McAllister? Now, this is Inspector John Rebus. Uh, we have an appointment to see the Secretary of State. Just a moment, please. Mr. McAllister and Inspector Rebus to see you, Mr. Niven. This is for Willie Coyle and Dixie Taylor. For Tom Gillespie. And for everybody who doesn't know the way the system works. The Minister will see you now. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't 
what you want But if you try sometimes Well, you might find You get what you need Let It Bleed by Ian Rankin was dramatised by Roger Danes. Inspector John Rebus was played by Alexander Morton. D.I. Flower and Governor Fletch by James Bryce. D.C.I. Jill Templer and Rachel Haldane by Sarah Collier. Chief Superintendent Watson, Professor Gates and Sirian Hunter by Crawford Logan. D.S. Siobhan Clark by Caroline Lonk. Willie Coyle, Paul Duggan, Jerry Dipp and Rory McAllister by Stephen McNichol. Cameron Kennedy and Hugh McAnally by Sandy Nielsen. Mrs. Kennedy, Helena Prophet and Teresa McAnally by Anne-Louise Ross. DCI Lauderdale and Councillor Tom Gillespie by Douglas Russell. Mari Henderson, Kirsty Kennedy, Maisie Finch and Audrey Gillespie by Wendy Seeger. And DCC Alan Gunner by Robin Thompson. All other parts were played by members of the company. Let It Bleed was directed in our Edinburgh studios and on location around the city by Gaynor McFarlane.